You know, Brittany, nothing gives me naked confidence like hitting the gym first thing in the morning. The rush, the endorphins, it just sets the tone for the entire day. Ooh, I like that. Naked confidence. Yeah. It's all about the perfect playlist for me. The right music can uplift my mood instantly. Mm, you know what a close second is for me? What's that? Not stinking. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I use Lumi Whole Body Deodorant. It's like a secret weapon against odor powered by mandelic acid. Yeah, you're odor-free for up to 72 hours. I love how Lumi tackles every odor concern with natural ingredients, and I appreciate its versatility. I've tried it everywhere, from pits to feet. It never disappoints. Plus, it's baking soda-free and pH-balanced for safe use. And the fact that it's clinically proven to block odor all day, well, that's a game changer. Definitely. And with Lumi Starter Pack, new customers can get $5 off with code TLC at lumideodorant.com. It's a great deal for a fresh start. Don't miss out on feeling confident everywhere you go. Visit lumideodorant.com and use code TLC for a special discount. That's L-U-M-E deodorant.com. Cheers to confidence with Lumi. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You're listening to The Laughing Couple Podcast with your hosts, Brittany and Ryan Ostafi. Join them weekly as they discuss topics such as relationships, kids, sex, parenting, all unfiltered, and all with a healthy dose of laughter. Please welcome your hosts, Brittany and Ryan Ostafi. All right, all right, all right. You need to get a better intro. No, I don't need a better intro. That is the intro. I feel like you did that and it was perfect because it's like the Matthew McConaughey and he's like this like masculine male and that's what we're talking about. We're talking about masculinity. Yeah. We're talking about masculinity and not only are we talking about masculinity. Not just us two either. We're talking about masculinity with an expert in the topic of masculinity. Can I just, can I tell you that your name is the coolest name I think I've ever heard. G.S. Youngblood. That's lit. Like, that's literally your name. G.S. Youngblood. It actually is. Yeah. Like, Were I, you I a get rapper? that a lot. Were you a rapper? <laughs> no, Youngblood, there, there was a, a defensive lineman for the the uh, Rams, LA Rams back in the 80s. That Jack, was Youngblood. Jack Youngblood. But like, there's... Yeah, yeah Jack Youngblood. Are yeah. you related to him? I am not, but there's a whole lot of young bloods out there. There's, there's Joe Youngblood who used to play for the Giants, and um, a lot of old dad syndrome. Big. There's also a rapper named Youngblood. <laughs> oh, <right. well. laughs> Looks like GS and RO are not hip to the jive when it comes to rappers. Anyways, welcome GS Youngblood to our podcast. I promise you this is not about your name the entire time. (laughs) It's just so cool. How about you introduce yourself and and let everyone know in in our community who you are, what you do, and and all that fun stuff. And then we can dive right into the topic of masculinity. Sounds good, Ryan. Um, (laughs) I am a men's coach. And, you know, my passion in life is to help men who are in a relationship where they want to feel more in their own power. And so I work with men on a weekly basis. Um, and I'm the author of, of a book that we'll talk about. And that was a, a great joy to really birth that book out into the world. And 
been very pleased with the reception that it's got. It feels like it's really speaking to a lot of the pain that it's not only the men, but a lot of the pain that the women in those relationships are also feeling. Um, you know, for the ladies that are listening to this podcast, and I know, just like I know, 90%. there's ninety percent of you are ladies. This podcast, believe it or not, is it's like a actually Trojan horse. I feel it's the Trojan horse. This is actually for you. Yeah. I'll give you a snapshot. When I was younger, much younger, I used to listen and read all of my sister's Cosmopolitan magazines because it gave me <laughs> an insight into what women want and the inner workings of a woman. And it was gold. So this conversation, although it's about masculinity and it's about men, this conversation is for you, ladies. Would you agree with that, GS? Yeah, absolutely. We can try to take that lens of really, you know, why do the men do the things they do that drive women nuts? Maybe we can we can take a oh, biased wow. bias towards that in our conversation. <laughs> I would love to discuss that. I bet you you have like clippings from Cosmopolitan how to go down on a girl. What like when you were like twelve, I can totally see it. <laughs> That's a true story. I actually found out what the G spot was because they described it as if it feels like the inner workings of the Kiwi. That doesn't surprise me. Anyways, that is not what we're talking about, GS. We're talking about masculinity. And so here's the thing. I feel like the word masculinity has a understanding for most people and inside their understanding, they probably don't actually know what masculinity really is. So because you're an expert at it, could you please describe to us what masculinity is? This is, this is a subjective topic. So let's not, mm-hmm. let's not say there's one definition sure. of what masculinity is. Um, you know, you, if you wanted to really boil it down, you could say it's directionality versus receptivity. You know, if you're talking about masculine and feminine, um, the, in the book that I wrote, there's a blueprint that's called what I call the masculine blueprint. It's three, there's three parts. And for me, this is the definition of how masculine can manifest in today's world. Um, the masculine, in, if, if you look at the first element of the blueprint, which is called respond versus react, this is the quality of a man who, uh, he's got a stillness to him. There's a certain groundedness and a solidity to him that you can just viscerally feel. I mean, you feel it when you see him across the room. It feels good. He's got a very settled nervous system. So for me, that's that's the first part of masculinity is really a groundedness uh, in the moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, two, the second part of the blueprint is provide structure. And so this is about having clarity about what you want, about what the right thing to do is, uh, bringing direction and structure to the lives of both people in the couple and, and really being tapped in with his own desires so he knows that what he wants and he can provide leadership in the relationship. It doesn't mean he's controlling or in charge. Mm-hmm. It means he's got clarity and can provide direction and leadership. And he provides that, that, that leadership as an invitation. It's not compulsion. It's not control. It's an invitation for her to follow his lead. And if, if she trusts him, she may choose to do that. So that's the mm-hmm. second part of, of how I see masculinity. And then, particularly in relationship, the third part of masculinity is... I call it create safety in the blueprint. And this is providing physical, financial, and emotional safety for for those you care about, particularly your partner. Mm -hmm. And uh, a man that can really manifest all those three things, to me, that's the definition of masculinity. And I wrote that, or came up with that framework because I I felt like it would be very actionable for men. It's like, okay, step one, step two, step three, even though it's not sequential like that. Um, something that men could understand, they could begin to operationalize in their life and manifest in their life. 
And I think the, the, the most important part of this is when they're with, when their partner is a strong woman, you know, it, it's not like he's going to be in charge and tell you what to do in life. It's, it no longer works that way. This, this <laughs> no, is, a, I mean, am I right? <laughs> but this is for me. I would, I would a, like to agree or disagree, but I don't think I actually am allowed to no. in this yeah, conversation. Exactly. Yeah, be careful. Be careful. <laughs> but, but it's like, in this modern world, you've got to have a model of masculinity that really fits in with the fact that you might be in a relationship with a really strong woman. You can't steamroll. You've got to you've got to have a model of masculinity that really allows for her power, her talents and abilities, and you have to fold yes. that in. So, I, I mean, I could go on and on, but that's I like that. That's kind of my definition of, of this masculinity. I like. I like GS how Ryan's like, you know, could you just, could you just give us your definition? And you were all like, you know, it's very subjective. And then you went in with like the most amazing in depth, like, <laughs> as if you did not know what you were saying. Like you went, subjective. I'm just going to throw this together real quick. Subjective, but I do have the answer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Ryan. Yes. You stink. Um, okay. I stink too. Don't worry. Everyone actually stinks and it's normal to have body odor just in case you needed a reminder. Okay. Thank you for that. But the best part is you don't have to stink. <laughs> just try Lumi whole body deodorant. You're right. And Lumi's powered by mandelic acid, tackling odor for 72 hours from pits to feet, even private areas. It's incredible. Over 300,000 five-star reviews and you can literally use it everywhere. And the scents like clean tangerine, lavender sage, or my personal favorite, toasted coconut, make it refreshing. Plus, new customers get 15% off all Lumi products with code TLC at lumideodorant.com. And if you combine the 15% off with the already discounted starter pack, that's over 40% off. Stay confident from head to toe with Lumi. Try it with code TLC at lumideodorant.com. That's code TLC at L-U-M-E-D-O-D-O-R-A-N-T dot com. Stay fresh, everyone. Shout out to Claritin for providing samples and sponsoring this episode. Full disclosure, I was listening to you talk the other day and I was thinking to myself, why does he sound that way? And then I remembered that it's allergy season and that's just your voice because you're so stuffed up. Ah, yes, the old allergy congested accent. Luckily for those of us who live with symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Claritin D's fast symptom relief starts working on allergies with nasal congestion in as little as 30 minutes. Oh, perfect. So I won't have to listen to you speak like this for the next few weeks. What? You're not into it? It's not uh, not endearing? No comment. Designed for serious allergy sufferers like Ryan. Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieves your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so that you can breathe better. Claritin D tackles nasal congestion caused by allergies or a cold and also relieves sinus congestion and pressure due to allergies. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. So convenient. Just ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. And remember, only use as directed. Guys, have you tried the new wellness shots from Good Vibes Juice? We have, and they're amazing. Perfect for boosting immunity and feeling great. Good Vibes Juice makes all natural wellness shots with ingredients that support your immune system. And they honestly taste good. Plus, they're great to have before you feel sick or even to help you recover faster. It's like having Granny's homemade remedy, but conveniently pre-made. 
They have three different shots to choose from, Sick Day, Get Well, and Turmeric Daily. The Sick Day shot has echinacea and ginger, known for fighting off colds and boosting immunity. The Get Well shots feature elderberry, a superfood ingredient that helps increase immunity, and the Turmeric Daily has turmeric and chamomile. My personal favorite is the Turmeric Daily. It has turmeric and chamomile, which for me, having recently turned 40, is great for anti-inflammatory and calming properties. What's great is that these shots are all natural with no preservatives or additives. You can take them as a shot or mix them with hot water for a soothing tea. And here's the best part. Visit goodvibeswithansjuice.com and use promo code TLC to get free shipping and 20% off your first order. That's www.goodvibesjuice.com with promo code TLC. Let's boost our immunity and feel great with Good Vibes Juice. So GS, here's, here's a quick question for you. Um, there seems to be this hot topic conversation that is going around with mental health, uh, particularly around men. And maybe you can touch on this, maybe not. What is toxic masculinity? Yeah, toxic masculinity is really, it's sort of the opposite of what I was just talking about, because I was talking about an inclusive model of masculinity. Toxic masculinity is when you feel like you can take it. It's, it's kind of that alpha male energy where, um, you feel like you can control, you can take what you want, you can do what you want. And, you know, that's, let's, let's see, let's not talk in the, in the clouds here, let's talk in the uh, specifics. Like, I just, I don't know, I saw this silly clip uh, somewhere on the internet um, of, there was a, a news reporter, she was a female, and a guy, she was reporting sort of out in the world, and this guy came by and really, it smacked her right on the ass as he was writing about What? Yeah, and... To me, that really struck me. That speaks to that, that that viewpoint of some men. It's like a woman's body is something that they have access to whenever they want. Um, even somebody they're not you know, connected to at all. And so that man to come by and violate her like that. Um, and I'm not trying to go to the darkest portion of it, but it's, it's just like it speaks to that, that there's a subtle entitlement in kind of a yeah. old school masculinity. Take what's mine. I'm in charge. Uh, I can disregard, and all those things really lead to what I think has, has become toxic masculinity. Now, now, would you say, GS, that inside toxic masculinity, that there's a degree of how do I how do I word this? <sighs> What's the word I'm looking for? I have Brit. no idea what you're about to say. I'm so pissed I, I, off that this smacked this yeah, girl's no, ass. N- no, I, hope I, that I feel like I feel like toxic masculinity is overcompensation. Like I don't I don't know if toxic masculinity lives inside for me personally. If it lives inside this, like I have the right to do this, or I feel like I should have the right to do this. Do you feel yeah. like it's like an innate thing? Yeah, like I'm a man, so I should be able to do this. Kind of. That's how I hear it when I hear toxic masculinity. I like that you brought that up here. Here's what I'm hearing, Ryan. Is there's sort of like there's the mentality of like I can take what's mine, and then I, this is what I thought I heard you say. There's kind of like I'm insecure, so I'm going to go over the top to show how. Right. I'm in charge of you. So yeah, I right. think it's I think it's both. There's that like the Napoleon syndrome. Um yeah. somebody's insecure. And I bet so you there's both. Like I, think I bet you there is a both. No, but I feel like there's probably both it, like surrounding that. I don't think it's just maybe one thing. Like, yeah, well, because the thing is, it, GS, that there there is a degree of um societal pressure on being a man. Oh, right? So much so. And, and that's where men are suffering so much. I mean, my clients mm-hmm. say this to me all the time. It's just like, 
I kind of know I need to do something, but it seems like she's always a step ahead of me. And she always knows what to do. So all I can do is follow. And then they, they do really become that self-loathing starts to come to play. And then they shut down. They, yeah. they act out and the connection is sad. And that is just a very sad. It's very sad to see. Now, now in in your book, and um, you know, we've been following you on your uh, on your social media platforms. You talk about the opposite of toxic masculinity. Yeah, this is what I think is the greater danger in relationship these days. It's the nice guy syndrome. It's where the nice pendulum, guys finish last. Yeah, yeah, and they also not only do they finish last, but they're really angry inside because they hate yeah. how, oh. they hate how masculine. Um, my, my good friend, Dr. Robert Glover wrote the book on nice guys. And this is, this was one of his key observations was they look really agreeable and nice on the mm-hmm. outside mm-hmm. inside because they, they really have a lot of self-loathing because they've given up all their needs. And it's, you know, I already said, it, it's, just, it's very, very painful. So it's this nice guy syndrome that I'm mostly dealing with, with my clients and really getting them to be in their own power in a way that's inclusive. Like we talked, they don't have to be in control of the relationship. They don't have to do what a lot of this like new masculinity thinking is like pick up your balls and like take charge. Yeah. You know, yeah. If I hear pick up your balls one more time, I'm going to go nuts because it doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't need anything. It doesn't and it's get not comfortable. <laughs> exactly. And it's super weird to do in public. Yeah. But it's just like, it doesn't mean anything and it doesn't get to the root underneath. And that's really, now, when you say nice guy, are you specifically talking about inside a relationship or are you talking like nice guy at work? And I'm literally ni- thinking about like friend zoned. You know, when you're like, you know, that guy who was so nice and he's amazing on paper as a woman. And it's like, he's such a nice guy, but there's just something missing. And it's like, he's immediately friend zoned, but he might be incredible. Like he might be in, like on paper again. Awesome. But when yeah. it comes to just like one-on-one, like that's what I'm hey, just too afraid to make a mistake. No, too afraid, maybe, but too afraid to make a move or like hold any of that masculine confidence that as a woman is attractive, you know, like you can still be nice, but you can also be confident. And I, that's what I, that's what I think of when I hear a nice guy. It's so true. And even before we get to like peeling the covers away and seeing what's under the hood, I think what Brittany's referring to is the women can feel this. They can feel it a mile away. Like if you go out mm-hmm. on, a, you know, you meet on OkCupid okay and, and you're going out on a first date, like in many cases, she can feel it the minute you walk in. The I've been a nice guy twice. No. Didn't work out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So if, if I walk into GS Youngblood's office and you can smell nice guy all over me and the answer isn't pick up your balls, son, where, where do you go with that? How do you take that? Where do you, where do you drive that? Where does it even come from? Yeah. I mean, that's the big question. Um, there's a chapter in the book that I talk about. I, I really go, I, I, I explain this dynamic end to end. So let's, let's picture a nice guy in relationship. He's in an argument with his wife. And he just gives in, you know, he just is mm-hmm. like, fine, okay, you know. Yes. It's just kind of this energy of collapse. Um, so where does that come from? Let's go beneath the surface of that nice guy behavior. So what's happened is he's in conflict with his woman. She's upset. She's probably, uh, you know, shaming him a little bit and expressing her disappointment in him. And when a man feels disappointment from his partner, it's actually very challenging for us. And mm-hmm. it, 
it it challenges our self image of that I'm a competent man and, and yeah. you know that woman believes and trusts me. And so when she when she expresses that disappointment, I'm like, oh my gosh. I mean the, the unspoken narrative in our head is oh she's she doesn't believe in me anymore. And it's yeah. not it's not explicit, but that's actually what's going on subconsciously. Anxiety arises at that when you feel like you might lose something important, which is like her approval or respect. Mm-hmm. The anxiety arises, and then the next the, your non-masculine behaviors are your body mind's attempt to make the anxiety stop at all costs. Mm-hmm. Like that's the dynamic for every single non-masculine behavior that I can identify. And so, so shut down. Well, in this case, giving in is the behavior. Yeah. If I give in, this this conflict will cease, and, and her disappointment will stop, and I won't feel this anxiety. You don't, you don't think of it consciously. But that is exactly mm-hmm. what your subconscious is doing. And I, in the book, I actually have I have two plus pages of a whole list of different behaviors, and I trace it back to actually what's going on underneath. And it's the same dynamic each time. Every dynamic is in your trunk, your body mind is coming up with strategies to make the anxiety stop. It's so, like a vicious circle too, because I feel like when you're with somebody, I mean, there's a difference between like calmly communicating with your partner or whatever, but then being with somebody who just immediately is like. They just agree with you. That's it's. Uh, it can be very unattractive, right? Yes. Like there's no passion there. There's no like. I don't want you to agree with me. You can disagree. We can have a conversation. You don't have to just succumb because yes. that can also be not very. Yeah, attractive. not not only that, but this the second you give in or give up for the security of having the conversation end, you've given up your ability to have self expression. And the moment you lose self expression, you lose yourself. Mm-hmm. That's why it's called self-expression. It's so true. I, and I spent so much time teaching the men to speak their truth and teaching them how it is. And it's funny because they, I mean, we all do it. So I'm not, I'm not it's like they, and then it's, it's like, it's, it's almost a, it's a surprise to them that they can actually say what they feel. It's like, Hey baby, that doesn't feel good. I, I'm not okay yeah. with that. And they can say it in a way. The problem is they've, all they know is how to kind of like say it, like throwing a hand grenade, like throw the grenade and then you hide. Right. Rather than just being in connection with her, heart open, eye contact, be like, baby, that's not okay. It doesn't feel good. And they're always surprised that they can actually express themselves. What do you, I feel like this is a good way. Good segue. A good segue. Yes, that one. Yeah. A good segue to the whole, um, like, when you're talking to a man, your spouse, and like Ryan and, or anyone, and you have this kind of idea, like society puts on a male, specifically a male, um, when they show any emotions or their heart, it kind of coincides with weakness. Like how yeah. do you balance? Yeah. I, I love that you asked that. I've got a whole chapter on, on exactly that. You know, what's the masculine way to, to be with and express your emotions? You know, that's the question mm-hmm. I, I tried to answer. Here's the, in my, this is, again, this is my viewpoint. Here's the non-masculine way to do it. Um, I express my emotions. Number one, I go on and on about them. And I blame you. And I also have this very undeniable energy that you need to do something to make me feel. And I just drip my emotions all over you. And as a victim. A, yeah, exactly. There's a victim angle to it. And then the woman, and Brittany way in here, but the woman is sort of like, okay, I got to be mommy and step in. I got to change so you feel better. And it, that message comes across so clear the way many men express their emotions. Mm-hmm. Now let's contrast that with what I consider to be um, 
very solid way to express your emotions is number one, you say, I, this is what I feel. And you, you do it in about two sentences, which is what I prescribe in the book. And then you just stop talking, you know, because we kind of tend to go on and on and justify it and bring on her. Like, ouch. I mean, one of the most powerful things I teach men to do is one word, ouch. Mm -hmm. You know, when she's like particularly nasty about something and mean, just feel, and you use succinctness, whether it's one word or two sentences, um, you use succinctness and you express it in a way where you're not, you're not asking either implicitly or explicitly for her to do anything. It's just like, yeah, I feel really, I feel. And that's almost like more impactful, I find, than it, it really does remove that like victim sense where they're like, and la, 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 and they just barf out everything. And it's a lot where yeah. if you're having a conversation and it's one to two sentences and it's, it's succinct and it's powerful and you let it sit with your partner. Like that's a yeah. lot like, and especially because I think even just with us, right? Like you, you're pretty good with expression and your emotions, but there's probably like, I could count on one hand the times that you've literally been like, Hey, I'm not doing okay. Like mentally. And I like going back to what GS was saying, like my immediate reaction is to be like motherly drop, whatever I'm saying. And and I I take some responsibility just because it's so strange to see him in that light. And the problem is, is I think a lot of men have these feelings all the time, but just don't express it. So when they do express it, it's like everything is there but it hasn't been expressed. Yeah. Yeah. See, and for me, GS, when I hear my wife say that, I, it immediately triggers this, like she goes into this motherly role or where she now has to protect and coddle me. And when I hear her say that, the last thing I want to do yeah. is be emotional. I know. It's like yeah. a stupid circle. Because I'm like, well, I don't want my mom here. I want my wife here. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and so- it, it's that balance and it's, it's but such it's not a, like I'm stroking. No, no, face. no, no. It's just like an innate, like systemic reaction. It's not like I got a cold and I need you to call my mom, but I, I, you know what I mean? It's just like it, when you hear that and you, and you can see it and you can feel their energy shifts to like, Oh crap, something's wrong and I got to fix it. And you don't want your spouse to be in that role. So that's why you don't say anything. So there's got to be some, there's, there's got to be some way of balancing it. And you know what? Maybe, maybe GS, I'm just going to ask, I'm just going to throw this out because this podcast is for women. There's got to be, there's got to be on the other side of it. They've got to be a partner in this because it is difficult for men and women need to understand that it is difficult for men. So how can they partner with us in getting this out? Because it's not attractive for them. Right. Yeah. I I think the the advice is is actually remarkably similar between whichever gender is sharing emotion. It's just hold space. I mean, I think we kind of all get that. Like, you know how men are all, we're always Mr. Fix It. And it's like, we just listen to me for a minute. Well, to be honest with you, it's pretty much the same. It's like, don't go into that motherly, just hold space for us. Yeah. Be like, I'm here, baby. You know, that's what, that's, that's what, you know, that's what I would want female partners to say to me. That's a good, yeah. Just, just be there. Be like, all right, I'm here. I'm hold the space. I like that. Um, this actually, uh, <laughs> you have to say it like that too. I'm here, baby. Literally. I'm here, baby. <laughs> this actually, I wanted to talk to you about. Okay, so obviously, I was like creeping because I wanted to get some background info on you. So I like went through your socials and stuff, and I actually watched this video. And you're talking about um, how you were at this ski slope and you saw this interaction between a male and a female. And so I'll let you take the lead, but essentially there was a, an argument or a discussion yeah. that was happening between two people, right? 
Yeah, and this is honestly, this is one of my most fundamental teachings that I share with men. So um, this, 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 I'm glad that you picked this out because it's, it's so common and so important. So I was on the ski slope and I saw a, a woman holding a little girl's hand and they walked up to a man and she was on fire. Where were you? Blah, 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 blah. You know, she was super upset. And he mm-hmm. said, wait a minute, before you yell at me, you've got to understand something like that you know Mm -hmm. and so one of the things i teach in the book is um feelings first facts later and so one of the problems that most men exhibit Mm -hmm. feelings first facts later so then we you know she comes at us with emotion and we try to explain and we've all been there every one of us because i did it today it's defensive yeah exactly and She comes up with, with such a fury, and we don't want to be the object of her disappointment, her anger, her ire. And so we think to ourselves, you know, sort of subconsciously, oh, wait a minute, she's got her facts wrong. So if I can just explain to her the real facts, she'll stop <laughs> so being true. upset. Jesus, this is, this is true. This is going to be awesome. It's delusional. Yeah. But, it, but Brittany, here's the thing, and, I'll, and this is what we'll share with your, your female listeners. I love it. To us, in that moment, it makes perfect sense because that's exactly where our mind goes. It's like, oh, I got this, baby. Let me just, you know, so he said, before you yell at me, you got to understand, which is the perfect manifestation of that dynamic. So I, and so what I say is that the, what's happening in that dynamic is the man is trying to meet her emotion with his information. And that is a mismatch. You can never meet emotion with information. At least, you know, never as a yeah, it, it really it just doesn't work, guys. It doesn't work. And so, what I coach in that video, and you can see it on my YouTube channel, um, meet her emotion in that same place. So if she's elevated, you know, the talk track I gave to the guy was, "Oh, baby, oh, I totally get it. You are like you are totally scared. I am so sorry." And, it, and yeah. when he says, "I am so sorry," that's not, "I messed up and I'm an idiot." That yeah. means, oh my God, I, I don't know what happened, but I just, anything I did that may have contributed to you feeling this way, I, I, was, I you know, I regret that. And it's, it's not responsibility. Yes, it's responsible. Exactly. It's not taking the blame. It's not saying, oh, I totally messed up, babe. I'm an idiot. It's yeah, responsibility is not blame. Yeah. No, I love He's that. really just validating her emotions in that aspect and then yes. allowing her to hold the space. Yeah. See what I did there? Brian, yeah. will you say that? <laughs> you say that sentence again. Yeah, responsibility is not blame. Yeah, yeah it's not oh, taking the blame. Sense. Taking responsibility is not taking the blame. That's men need to get that at the most fundamental level of their entire psyche. Taking yeah. responsibility is not the same as taking blame. So, you know, he could have easily calmed her down by really feeling into her emotion and meeting her in that place first. Then she feels seen, she feels mm-hmm. felt, and she feels heard. And that, in my personal experience, you know, pretty quickly dissolves that tsunami of energy that's coming at you. Yeah. And the that's opposite. It's you, though. It, oh, sorry. <laughs> now, my question for you, GS, is, is once you've met them at the, the peak of the emotion and you brought the emotion down by getting into their world, do you then hit them with the facts? Yeah, yeah at the right time you can. <laughs> Yeah, actually, yeah, because I, I because I'm a fixer, and that's, that's how you fix later. it. Yeah. Yeah, you remember the time on the ski hill? You're completely validated in your emotions, <laughs> but 
I was actually saving a young squirrel. No, because I, I do believe I do believe at the end of the day, GS, our minds do think differently. We are different human beings. And you talk about the analytical mind. There is something to be said about okay, getting to the what so of actually what took place so that you can you can move from it and get over it. Yeah, I think the facts in these cases are important, but it's a sequencing problem. That's the thing I'm trying to get men to understand. Fact feelings first, facts later. So it Got does, it. I mean, realize I did say facts later, not facts never, but facts later. Yeah. So yes, there's a, there's a role for kind of understanding what happened, but it's just, you got to, you got to sequence properly. I think it goes to like the whole saying that Ryan and I talk about all the time. Do you want to be right? Or yeah. do you want to be happy? Yeah, because exactly. they're two different things, Yeah. right? Like there, you can be happy and and still be right, but you don't have to be like, you don't have to make your partner wrong. Yep. I think that's the biggest. Difference. We always talk about, um, you know, if you're right, then they're wrong. Then you win, they, they lose. And at the end of the day, you don't want to, do, you don't want to date a loser. <laughs> so if you're winning, they're losing, you're literally making your partner a loser all the time. And that's not what you want. And talking about masculinity and then the, mm-hmm. then and talking about the, uh, what was it? Not the weak man. What was it called? What do you call nice the nice guy? That's where we, that's where we get trapped. Yeah. Yeah. Here, here's one of, okay, let me, let me pause for a second. Trapped is probably a bad word. <laughs> that's where we get, that's where we get disempowered. Yeah. Disempowered. Yeah. And, and let's look at like some guys, and I've had, I, you know, I've had guys come to me in this energy of like, look, you know, if I was on that ski slope, I told her that I was going to go down and then I would meet her at the bottom. And so I'm not putting up with this shit, you know, like, like a guy could take that and he thinks that's masculinity and that same guy is chronically disconnected from his wife because he's not feeling Mm. her. Whereas the guy that actually goes into his heart, which, which people don't always equate with masculinity. I think it's, it's a, it's a hundred percent Venn diagram, but the guy that goes into his heart feels his woman's pain. He's like, oh baby, I'm so sorry. Anything I did to cause that, man, I do not want to feel that way. Like, the, the first guy, the sort of the 1950s guy, would be like, oh, that guy's a wimp. He's, he's just taking the blame. But no, he's actually not. He is yeah. feeling it in his woman. He's actually much more powerful because he can, uh, he, he is, he's using his relational Aikido to really work with her tsunami of emotions that may explode. Now, to be clear, to be clear, that is being, that is, that is having empathy, not lip service. Yeah. Because I can say, oh, baby, I understand. Sorry, I felt that way. But if I'm not actually empathizing with her, if I'm not getting into her world and really getting the impact, yeah. then it's lip service. Yeah. And, and I, I love that you said that because it's the difference between technique and the art of this. You know, technique is, okay, let's just repeat what you said. The art of it is what you said, which is actually feeling her. You know, can you develop that capacity to actually feel her? That's a big part of the work that I try to do with the men. Mm-hmm. It's also the hardest part, i got to be honest, because they're like... We're gonna go home and be like, "Yes, told me to feel you up." Yeah, yeah. Actually, sounds like an easy part for me. I love your advice, Jess. I'm gonna feel what. Go home and feel my wife. Told me to feel you up, so (laughs) I'm really liking this course that I'm taking. It takes a masculine man to be a lucky man. (laughs) I am. I'm gonna introduce a new topic here, but I am putting together a workshop and sort of pending COVID. But it's it's about men developing their darker energies. And, and, and I mean, to be honest, it's their darker sexual energies. And mm. it's the 
antidote to this nice guy syndrome where, you know, the pendulum is swung both ways that, that guys are tentative in life and guess what? Tentative in the bedroom. Right. And so many women have, have shared, like, I just want my man to take me once in a while. You know? Right. Yeah, my and wife he, says that all the time. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Take me to the mall to go shopping. No, 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 no. This is a true story. This is is a true story. It is. GS, I'm living, I I live this and it's true. And I'll, and I'll say, I'll say this to you because this is a learned behavior. At one point in time, you just took somebody. And then over time, sometimes you get told no so many times that you just become resigned and. I tried that and it didn't work. Yeah. I I love the way you phrased it because it's like, Way back when, it used to just take. So there's, there's, you know, these darker energies, you know, by themselves, if they're not governed by heart and care by themselves, those are the energies that turn into misogyny and even sexual abuse. Right. But if you take those same energies, but really couple them with heart and care, you know, a real, a real, you know, grown-up, responsible, mature male governing those darker instincts, that is actually what. What I'm, you know, my perspective is that women are craving. It's like, give me the combination of dark and light energies. Don't give me all dark, which is misogynistic. Mm-hmm. Don't give me all light, which is like, yeah, he's caring, he's nurturing, he's nice, he cares for me, but it's kind of boring. Give mm-hmm. me the combination of both those. The, the man that can really harness his heart and his primal energy is like uniquely attractive. That's what yeah. so that's you were saying that this program's when? Exactly. <laughs> a, sign up on the waiting uh, list. It's on the, it's on the website. <laughs> um, yes. Do you want to tell us about your book and where people can find it and any information that they want on you? You know, just do like a nice little plug. Yeah. Thank you. Um, you can certainly find the book on Amazon. And um, I encourage people to go to my website. Um, you can find out some of the offerings, one-on-one coaching, group coaching. Um, you can get on the mailing list, which is what I would recommend. And, no, um, and you, GS, you did not name the title of your books, and I just want to make oh, sure that everyone hears that. Everyone's yeah. just going to look up GS Youngblood, the rapper, and exactly. yeah, look at the album. So the book is <laughs> the book's called "The Masculine in Relationship," and the subtitle is uh, "A Blueprint for Inspiring the Trust, Lust, and Devotion of a Strong Woman." Mm. Mm. It's the cosmopolitan for women, essentially. Yeah, for, I love it. I like it a lot. I mean, well, the cosmopolitan comes, is for women. Yeah, and, you know what I mean. It's the it's the version that I was talking about, the flip version. Good Ladies, read the book. <laughs> well, GS, this has been a topic that I've wanted to have for a very long time. It's a difficult subject because we are predominantly women uh, in terms of our community. Yeah, but you know what? A lot of, a ton of women are like, Yes. I love, no, but they literally say this, I love your podcast because it's something for me and my spouse to like, we listen together and we laugh and we learn, which is like the best compliment because when you can do something like that's why we started, we wanted to be together. Yeah. I, I really agree. I really appreciate you just creating this space for us to have the conversation and, and the clarity that you brought to it. I know that our audience and our community are going to get a lot from this. And I can tell you from someone who's listened to you for the last 30 something minutes, I am going to go from this podcast onto your website and I'm, and I'm going to look into this program. It's, it sounds wonderful. And who doesn't want to have a little bit more of that dark energy, sexual energy in their lives. Right. He also just bought 50 shades of gray, the trilogy. Yeah, I did. He's not a, he's not a uh, 
There you go. Anyways, thank you so much for joining us, GS, and we'll put all of your um, tags and info in our um, bio. So. Sounds great, Ryan. Brittany, that was a lot of fun. So I really appreciate Yay. you guys having me. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. Take care. Bye. Bye. Hey everyone, I'm Emily Beerley and I'm Jennifer Chaikin and we're licensed marriage and family therapists, owners of the therapy group and hosts of the Shrink Chicks podcast. Every week we bring you a new episode where we dive into therapeutic topics like inner child work, dating anxiety, family dynamics, relationships, and burnout, making them more relatable and understandable, leaving the psycho babble behind. We address the things you've been dying to ask your therapist but don't know how and work to help you stop shooting all over yourself with the expectations society can put on us. Tune in every Monday to Shrink Chicks on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Be sure to follow along and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Prepare to learn all about you because in order to grow yourself, you got to know yourself.